There are things that we experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in a corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your evidence, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every week we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, or just the unusual. My name is Greg Bakken, and thank you very much for joining me today. You know, one of the things that uh, we'd like to do before we kind of get into things, kind of set uh, what the what today's episode is going to be about, what our topic is today. And so to start things off, I want to play this piece of audio from uh, the Today Show that features uh, the daughter of uh, President uh, George W. Bush. This is uh, Jenna Bush talking about how haunted the White House is. Where? We were at the White House. And I know the White House has to be haunted, right? I mean, maybe again, that's us <laughs> thinking it has to be haunted. But so many, yes. But we, my phone rang. It woke us up in the middle of the night. We had a fireplace in our in our room, and all of a sudden, we started hearing like 1920s piano music, as clear as day, coming, coming through out the, fireplace. the fireplace. I was so I like jumped in Barbara's bed. We were both awake. The next week, we heard the same thing, but opera. And we talked ourselves out of it, but then I said to a guy, Buddy, one of my favorite men in the world who still works at the White House, I said, Buddy, yeah, what? you wouldn't believe what we heard last night. And he goes, oh, Jenna, you wouldn't believe what I've heard. <gasps> it's haunted. Oh, that is so good. I know. Anyway, and Barbara. So that's a, that's a topic that I have been very interested in a very for a very very long time, and uh, my guest today is going to be able to talk with us a little bit about it. We got a lot more to talk to him about as well. Uh, Dale Kazmarek is president of the Ghost Research Society and director of Excursions into the Unknown Incorporated, the only year-round ghost tour of the haunted Chicagoland locations. Dale has been actively investigating ghost hauntings and poltergeist phenomena since 1975 and is active in a number of organizations, including American Association for Electronic Voice Phenomena, Society for Investigation of Unexplained International 14 uh, Organization, and prestigious Ghost Club of England. Dale has been active for 46 years in the field and has investigated over 4,100 cases, both public and private. He has accumulated what may be the largest collection of authentic spirit photograph collections in the world and has taught workshops, classes, and seminars on the subject of spirit photography and ghost hunting techniques. His website, Ghost Research Society, is one of the most active of its kind where it's in the world. Uh, his group, Ghost Research Society, uses some of the most state-of-the-art paranormal equipment in the field today. Dale has authored six books and has appeared on many, many television programs. Dale, welcome to Ghost Box Radio. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. And I apologize. We had some problem getting a hold of you uh, in at the beginning of the of the program. So uh, we're just going to kind of uh, wing it. I have a, I have a plan for today. Let's put it that way, and we'll just kind of go through it as best we can. Uh, and I really appreciate you. Uh, 
uh, coming on. You know, we're, you can listen to us live on AM 950 radio, but we're also streaming video. You can watch us on AM 950, Things Network, MN Ghostbox, Free Spirited Network, RU Media, Skeleton Key Network, and Temple of Phoenix Rising Entertainment. So please go there and support those pages too. Feel free to leave questions on any of those pages you are watching as I'm monitoring those comments. And if you have any questions for Dale, and Dale, we, we want to talk about the White House today, but also I just want to make sure that you know that by the end of the program, I certainly want to talk a little bit more about your extensive background as well as talking, you know, as well as we'll just scratch the surface and hopefully you'll be want to come back at some point as well. So, um Let's let's kind of dive in here a little bit. You know, I think one of the things that's been around uh, more more recently in the last year or so had been the Discovery Plus uh, documentary, uh, The Demon in the White House. Um, and I've, I I obviously watched that to get ready for this, but there's so much more uh, to uh, it than than that documentary. What's going on there? Uh, just uh, just a hot take, Dale. What do you feel? What do you think about that uh, documentary? Um, I actually didn't see that documentary myself. I mean, I've, I've appeared on a similar documentary sure. um, from, from a, with a British um, crew that came out here and uh, did uh, several segments. One of them was on, on the White House ghost, and the other, one, the other one was on the crash of Flight 191 here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the kind of the underlying part of that documentary, which I, I – you know, I just don't really know. I haven't seen this anywhere else. Is that they're trying to piece together this idea of some kind of demon that has been a part of the the land that the White House had been built upon. And I, I you know, I everywhere else I look, I've not seen anything that gives that sort of uh, sort of uh, background. I mean, is that is that something that you've researched into? Have, the, have you heard that before? Any kind of demon at the White House? And let's, no, not, I let's not be political. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't actually. I mean, I've, I've heard of a lot of different uh, ghost stories, and uh, they're very political figures that have been seen in the White House uh, ever since um, it was uh, originally landed. David Burns yes. uh, had sold back in 1791 to uh, where the, the White House is now built. And uh, he may be the very first ghost that was ever encountered in the White House. And since then, there have been uh, first ladies, staff members, presidents, um, security guards, uh, valets, um, you name it, that, that have had encounters with all different types of uh, uh, very uh, colorful figures from the past. And David Burns is is a, a very interesting one, isn't he? Because like you said, it was the, you know trying to get the land off of him and he didn't want to do it at all, did he? He didn't want to. He didn't want to give any of that, sell any of that to uh, George Washington. No, he didn't. In fact, George Washington actually referred to refer to him as the obstinate Mister Burns. <laughs> so, uh, um, I mean, it, they kind of like did what you call eminent domain, and they basically kind of took the land away from him, more or less. And yeah. you know, people since that time have actually heard. Um, what they believe is David Burns saying, I am Mr. Burns, I am David Burns. You're kind of like, you know, reiterating that this was once his property and just don't forget the, the property that I gave you, which you built this beautiful White House on top of. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's, that's the cool, I mean, to me, that's really cool. And, you know, I have to laugh because I love that, you know, you know, President Washington having the very stern, uh, uh, you know, uh, insult to David Burns by calling him the obstinate, you know, that's to see how far we've come over the course of, you know, 200 years. But, you know, I, I just find that uh, it's, it's a very reasonable story in my mind that uh, Mr. Burns would still be there because he didn't want to give up the land in the first place. And I could see that he doesn't want to leave because he wants to see what happens to it. That's the, at least that's what came to my mind immediately. Oh yeah. I mean, basically I think he's just kind of reminding everybody. That's what I think. He's kind of reminding everybody that just don't forget me. This was my land at one time. And it may be the White House now, and maybe something built upon it. But I lived here initially, and uh, you know, just don't forget that I'm Mr. Burns. That's that's pretty incredible, actually. I love I love that idea that uh, it's uh, it, it's this like uh, you know I I'm going to make sure everyone knows that I'm responsible for it. And even though he was at least what I've seen, he's been kind of uh, described as very difficult to work with, a bigot, racist. All these things. There's something that I find very interesting about the fact he's just like, uh-uh, you, you're not going to forget me. I'm going to be around. And and I, I just think that, uh, you know, it's one of those things, Dale, that I – one of those type of hauntings that I personally would love to be able to experience myself. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, in this day and age, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, since 9-11 and terrorists and all this kind of thing, I don't think <clears throat> that they're ever going to invite uh, – you know, ghost researchers in there to to do any investigation. I think it would be just awesome if they would allow something like that. Because, you know, even President Obama and President Reagan and, uh, and, and people from the George Bush era, I mean, fairly recently have actually experienced things in, in the Lincoln Room, in the Rose Room, in the Rose Garden, you know, in, in the hallways, uh, on the staircases of, of very, very, like I said, colorful figures, you know, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Dolly Madison, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Jackson, and, and many, so many others that have actually been seen it would be, uh, in my opinion, it would be a ghost hunter's dream to try to get in there. <laughs> it really would. Let, let's do this. Uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Dale Kazmarek about the Haunted White House and so much more. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. Reach your highest level of consciousness and well-being with MetamorphosisConnections.com. MetamorphosisConnections.com is an online directory of the best holistic and metaphysical practitioners to help you make your most informed choices. You can search MetamorphosisConnections.com for classes, events, wellness and life coaches, plus metaphysical products and shops. You can also search for a wide array of healers from all modalities including EFT, sound healing, energy healing, light therapy, ancestral healing, shamanic healing, reflexology, past life regressions, hypnotherapy, yoga, and more. And if you're not sure where to start, the search feature on metamorphosisconnections.com is tailored to help both those who know what they are looking for and those who are just starting. Come explore the possibilities for your higher self by visiting metamorphosisconnections.com. Their experienced practitioners can guide both beginners and those that are already on their spiritual journey. That's metamorphosisconnection.com, your link to direct you on your spiritual transformation. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bach, and thank you for joining us. Our guest today 
is president of the Ghost Research Society and director of Excursions into the Unknown Incorporated, Del Kazmarek, and we are talking about Haunted White House today. And uh, as I had mentioned earlier, it's such a it's such an interesting topic to me. Dale, I don't know, with, with some of the uh, stuff that we had going on at the start of the, the program, could you hear the soundbite from Jenna Bush? No, I actually didn't. It was just kind of blank. Uh, maybe let's let's try it again here real fast. This is from the Today Show. We didn't, I don't know if you see a ghost, but we felt you did? something. Where? We were at the White House. And I know the White House has to be haunted, right? I mean, and maybe, again, that's us <laughs> thinking it has to be haunted. But so many, yes. But we, my phone rang. It woke us up in the middle of the night. We had a fireplace in our in our room. And all of a sudden, we started hearing, like, 1920s piano music as clear as day, coming, coming through out the fireplace. the fireplace. I was so, I like jumped in Barbara's bed. We were both awake. The next week, we heard the same thing but opera. And we talked ourselves out of it, but then I said to a guy, Buddy, one of my favorite men in the world who still works at the White House, I said, Buddy, yeah, what? you wouldn't believe what we heard last night. And he goes, oh, Jenna, you wouldn't believe what I've heard. <gasps> it's oh, that is so good. I know, anyway. And so uh, did did you hear it that time, Dale? No, I did not. Okay. All right. We're but, having... I am, but I am kind of, kind, kind of familiar with the story, at least, if it's the same one that I was familiar with. Sure. Uh, that Jenna was hearing music coming out of the fireplace in her room. Yep. And she claimed that the music sounded like something from the 1920s. Yep. Uh, nobody believed her. In fact, her, her sister, Barbara, never believed her. So one night they decided to both spend the night in the room to see if it would show up. And in fact, it did show up. And uh, they had actually talked to the White House staff about that. And the White House staff uh, told them that was a pretty regular thing for that to happen. It, that's, that's exactly what it was. And you did answer one question for me because she's like, in the soundbite, she's like, and I jumped into uh, Barbara's bed. I'm like, you shared a room at the White House? Isn't it big enough for more than you know one, one, uh, one sibling? Uh, the, here's the thing, though. So they mentioned a person by the name of Buddy, who is the White House staff that you're talking about. Have you, by chance, heard anything more from uh, anything? Has Buddy ever said anything else publicly about what's been going on at the White House? Not to my knowledge. In fact, most of the uh, uh, reports that I have gotten, uh, there are a few names mentioned, but most of, most of them just say White House staff or valet or something to that extent. Uh, with the exception, uh, you know, of you know dignitaries and, and past first ladies and presidents is that, uh, that have actually spoken out and said that they they had an encounter. This is what happened to them, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the the interesting thing, also, kind of switching gears on on you real fast, that I that I'd seen a a photo of back in 1948 when uh, President Truman decided that uh, the the white house needed to be like rebuilt from the inside out because it was it was falling apart literally uh there's this famous photo of the inside of the white house completely bored out there it's like very it's like a hollow shell and there's uh three people in when you look at the photo down in the in the very bottom of the of the screen like they're further back against uh, the wall they're 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 solid and then there's another one that is um that is transparent, which I, I've seen this photo for years, but I never saw that it's it's a transparent person in that photo. Have you seen that? Um, actually, no. Um, but I mean, 
basically it could be one of two things. I mean, I do a lot of analysis on spirit photographs. I actually have a book on spirit photography. Yeah. I mean, it could be one of two things. It could be that perhaps, you know, somebody uh, walked through the frame just as the photograph was taking, taken, making them be, appear to be transparent because that's kind of uh, the thing that a lot of times has happened when people take photographs and, you know, we have, I, I call them walk-ins, because people have walked into the frame and walk out, mm -hmm. and the film is not fast enough, or the speed is not fast enough to actually freeze that frame, and they appear to be transparent. Now, the flip side, I mean, it could be something paranormal, because, again, when you're doing something like that, you're literally gutting out something. Um, you know, people that came before you like to remember the location as they remember it. Yeah. You know, when it was initially built back in, you know, the 1790s, I, think it's, I, I believe it's construction began about 1792. Mm -hmm. It wasn't completed until the 1800s. Um, but normally, and this is, this is a reoccurring pattern that I've seen in a lot of different hauntings. When you, when you, when you change the floor plan, you go in there and you really change things around. This, if there are any spirits around, they become either angry or confused. And uh, that's when things begin, begin to uh, show up sometimes. You know, uh, if you have a chance, I would definitely take a look at that photo. From what, if I remember correctly, when it was on that documentary, they said that it was discovered either 2008 or 2018 in terms of that, that, that individual. And you'll see, it, I, and I understand the idea of like maybe it's possibly some kind of movement that makes him appear to be transparent, but it, it also appears that he this person is just standing there, you know, uh, and it's so far that it, it's not in my mind, it's not possible just to kind of walk into frame because there's so much space and and from where the picture is taken there's so much breadth of space of the white of the overall of the white house that i'd love to i hope that you track it down at some point because i'd love to get your take on that analysis for sure sure i will definitely look into that because I mean, certainly, as you said, and and this is what we're going to get to later in the program about Dale uh, spirit photography uh, and and being and analyzing and stuff. And it's such it's such an incredible um, topic that we can't cover it all just in a short amount of time. Because there's all sorts of things that we can definitely talk about when we get down into it, such as now in the digital age, and and there's so many people trying to fake stuff that it makes it you know it's it makes it. Uh, difficult and it might be super easy for someone like you but for you know a lot of people who you know want to believe there's a lot of people who want to believe obviously and have no other motive beyond that they're going to be taken for a ride i think fairly easily or sometimes it actually i mean when, when people take a picture i mean they maybe don't have the expertise to figure out you know, what yeah. just happened. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different mechanics of the camera, the film, when you go back to film cameras and even digital stuff nowadays, that when, once you take something, you, some, you know, people sometimes jump to the conclusion that it might be something paranormal. And I get a flood of uh, photographs uh, through the course of the week. I mean, oh, I get I four, four to five different photographs that people send me through emails of things that they photographed and quite not uh, not quite sure of what it was and kind of what my um, you know my answer to that or my my theory of what it could, what it could be. I suppose there's a lot of innocent pictures in a sense, right? That there's a lot of people who are just like this is what I think it is, and you can look at it and you can kind of probably figure out what what's paradoia or whatever whatever the case may be. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of photographs, unfortunately, uh, and again, I don't say that people fake them. You know, I, I, right. I have come across some fake photographs in my, in my time. Uh, there's, there's a very easy way. I have software that can detect uh, that very, very easily. Um, but in a matter of a few minutes, sometimes in just getting a photograph, I can come up with kind of some ideas of what some possible explanations would be you know, for that image. And then I, if I, you know, need to delve a little bit deeper, you know, I, I have several different software programs that I use to kind of analyze it and sharpen it up and, and do all types of, uh, um, you know, digitizing, you know, to, to the photograph to, to see what, what else it could be. And, you know, there are, it basically comes down to three different avenues that I, that I go down. One is obviously explainable photographs that have a natural explanation. There are photographs that I cannot figure out you know, one way or the other. So they're kind of like on the fence. I kind of call them paranormal, which just simply means unknown. Yeah. And then there's a third, third category, which could be literally uh, a disembodied spirit, uh, some sort of a full-bodied apparition or shadow figure that actually is on the other side of the fence, so to speak. So those, those are the three categories I kind of work through to see you know, one, two, and three. Uh, to figure out you know what that photograph that image might be. That's that's amazing, you know. And I do want to talk more about that. And also, need, we're going to need to take a break. And I also, when we come back, since we haven't talked about it, I want to talk extensively about Lincoln in the White House. And I want to really uh, cover off on that a little bit too. So we're going to continue our conversation with Dale Kazmarek, talk about the White House. We're going to talk about Lincoln. We're going to talk about a lot more. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. If you own a holistic or metaphysical business and are looking to expand, then you need to be listed on metamorphosisconnections.com. It's a network where you can grow with like-minded practitioners and reach new clients. Metamorphosisconnections.com is an online directory you need to list yourself and your business. Our platform makes it easy for you to create listings of your products and services, and you can also choose to list your classes, events, and so much more. MetamorphosisConnections.com helps you create weekly and monthly promotional ads targeted towards your potential clients and promotes them for you via social media and newsletter. There are clients searching for your specialty right now. Let us help them find you. Start your listing today so you can share your own unique gifts and talents by finding the level of membership that best fits your needs. Let us help you reach your clients that are searching for what you do. Visit metamorphosisconnections.com and sign up today. And I also want to thank Metamorphosis Connections for being such a great sponsor. Thank you very much. Make sure you go check out metamorphosisconnections.com. Also, I want to uh, put onto your dance card, put onto your calendar, April 8th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, a special adult version of Ghost Box Radio. Maybe maybe adult isn't the right word, Adam. I mean, that's that's probably giving the wrong impression. Well, I'm your board up for that. So, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting close to that non-adult, very juvenile style. <laughs> we're doing a we're doing a, a serious uh, deep dive into uh, alien abductions on a special primetime episode of Ghost Box Radio. And uh, that's going to be April 8th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, two hours in length. We're calling it Ghost Box Radio After Dark is what it is. I like that. It does make it sound a little bit more adult and less 
eh, what's the fluffy? Fluffy, because that's normally what this is all about, especially October when we had uh, all those demonologists on. Man, October was so serious. It actually will be nice to do the, the alien two-hour special to kind of get back into more of a serious realm again because we have been a little bit fluffy, but, oh, my goodness, October was so good. You had such great guests and yeah, topics. that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So definitely uh, put it on the calendar for that. We'll be announcing guests and everything as time goes on, but uh, May May 8th, my goodness, April 8th, uh, which is about a month away. It's coming up very fast. Our first of the primetime Ghost Box Radio after dark. Definitely check it out. I am going to be a featured guest at a new convention this May called Quantum Con. This convention is going to have a paranormal aspect to it, but it's going to be so much more as well. The convention is May 19th through the 21st. You can sign up for it and see what's going on there at QuantumCon. Let me do that again. Quantum-Con.org. Quantum-Con.org. Words are not very easy today, Adam. You just can't always do it, though, you know? It's sad. I was going to bring this up to you. I just saw this on Twin Cities Geek. I was going to bring it up to you off the air if we should do something at that convention in Plymouth. Oh, the Quantum Con one? Yeah, I, I just read about it on Twin Cities Geek. I was going to talk oh, to you about funny. that. <laughs> Anton, who's putting the convention on, has wanted me, he's been talking to me a couple of years about doing it. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, no. I want to come. Yeah, well, let's let's figure it out. I, I actually talked to him a little bit about that. So yeah, let's let's uh, talk more about that. And if you miss Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken live, AM nine fifty replays these episodes Saturday nights at eight p.m. Central Standard Time, or you can listen anytime by going to Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. After listening, please leave a positive review for my show. I would greatly appreciate it. Our guest today is president of the Ghost Research Society and director of Excursions into the Unknown, Incorporated, Dale Kazmarek. And we're talking about the Haunted White House today, amongst other things. Dale, I think we got the audio fix. I wanted to play one other thing that uh, that I did through Spirit Box, um, and not, not the White House or anything, but this is kind of how I want to open the Lincoln segment, uh, where where uh, we think we got uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. And I'd like to play that right now, and hopefully you all, including those of you at home, can hear this and hear me mess up a very simple question. The question was going to be, uh, Mrs. Lincoln, when you were living, you spoke to the dead. Now that you're dead, do you speak to the living? That was so simple. Watch how Listen to how I screw it up, but the payoff, I believe, is there. Uh, Adam, if we could play that, please. Mrs. Lincoln, you spent your entire life Reaching out to us, uh, reaching out to spirits. Do you talk? Do you talk to other people? Do you talk to other people as a spirit to other living people? Talk about what? Talk about what? That's uh, and I don't know how many of you heard that. I I believe that the response from a female. I can't. You know, we can never say for certain that that is Mary Todd Lincoln. But is a very exasperated woman going talk about what? I don't know if you heard that or not, Dale. Yeah, I heard it, and it was very clear. I picked it up even before you said anything. That's great. That is fantastic. Uh, and that's how we want them to be. Uh, and I just wanted to open that segment with that because the Lincolns is something of a very, uh, very important to me. It's my favorite president. It's my favorite sort of aspect of of our country along with uh, hauntings and paranormal and spirituality. I mean, Dale, that's a—I mean, the Lincolns have such a big, long uh, uh, presence in the White House, don't they? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the very first person supposedly that ever saw Lincoln was Grace Coolidge. And she was look, it was she saw Lincoln looking out the window of the Oval Office across the Potomac, which would have been like towards the Civil War battlefields. That was mm. back in the 1920s. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, used a Lincoln bedroom as a study, and she said on many occasions she just felt that he was there. Uh, Queen Wilhelmina of the, of the Netherlands was visiting in 1942 and staying in a Lincoln room in the middle of the night. She heard a large rap on the door. She was wondering who's rapping on the door in the middle of the night, opened the door to see the entire door frame filled with this man dressed in black with a stovepipe hat. And he said she, she almost, she fainted immediately upon seeing that. Uh, Lady Bird Johnson uh, felt Lincoln's presence in one night while she was watching television. Uh, Megan Ray, uh, uh, Margaret uh, Reagan yeah. husband, and her husband both saw Lincoln in the fireplace just as Churchill did in 19... 19- mm-hmm. Uh, during the war, he was coming out of his bathtub, completely naked, smoking a cigar, and he saw Lincoln stand, sitting by the fireplace, and he, he said to Mr. Lincoln, good evening, Mr. President, you seem to have, te- you seem to have me at this, this disadvantage, yeah. which was kind of neat. Um, Mark, President Truman's daughter, Margaret, uh, heard rapping on the door, as did Truman himself on many occasions in 1946. Uh, some said that he actually saw Lincoln sitting on the bed pulling on his shoes, including Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary, Mary Eben, who said she ran out of the room in terror when she saw that. In the 1980s, a White House operations foreman said he came into the White House and saw Lincoln sitting on the chair on the top of the staircase. Now, my favorite Lincoln story is that dream that he had. Yes. This is a few days before the assassination in April 14, 1865. He said he had a dream where he heard a chorus of sobbing and crying coming from the White House. So he puts on his bedrobe, goes downstairs and into the East Room, where he sees a flag-draped coffin, two guards standing on either side, and a throng of people sobbing and weeping and crying. He goes up to one of the, one of the guards, and he says, who has died in the White House? The guard says, the president. He was killed by an assassin's bullet. And he wakes up. A couple of days later, he was, in fact, killed by assassin's bullet. He may have, there was, might have been a prophecy of his own demise uh, in the White House. I, what I love about that story, it is so like Charles uh, Dickensian sort of 1800s ghost story of, of like, including the bedroom gown, uh, just the, the kind of seeing your own mortality and stuff. It's such a... It's such a powerful story. And, you know, the, the question I also would have, and we don't have an answer for this, I'm fairly certain, but, you know, that was, you know, that premonition, did that guard say that it was the guard, say that it was actually some sort of, like, time slip or something? You know, if, if the guard had, you know, had to answer a question, it seems highly in, improbable, but still, like, did he have to answer a question to someone and literally realize it's just some kind of weird timey thing where it was the president, you know? I mean, it just, it's a lot of weird anomalies, I feel. Yeah, I mean, but but you got to remember that the the Lincolns were, uh, especially Mary Todd Lincoln, was very much into spiritualism. Yep. Uh, she did a lot of seances. She tried to contact some of her dead children. Uh, after you know several of her children, including Willie, died from typhoid fever. Yep. I mean, she literally locked herself in the bedroom, wouldn't come out, uh, and she called in these these psychics and these mediums to try to make contact to try to see if he was okay on the other side. 
So and there was a lot of different doors opened, I believe, doorways to the other side, if you, if you consider a seance, basically opening yeah. up doorways to the other side. And I think this might have, you know, I kind of in, in, intensified, I guess, the situations and, and dreams and things of that nature. And Lincoln himself was very much into spiritualism. This was, you know, during the, during the, the time of spiritualism. And, um, you know, I think um, that and what he was going through on the, at the war and seeing and sending so many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to their death, I think it weighed very heavily on Lincoln. And I think that's one of the reasons he comes back to the White House, kind of pondering what he did, what he could have done. And I think that's one of the main reasons he's there so much. He had a great impact on our country. Our country was divided. It was brother against brother during the Civil War. And I think all of that, you know, the spiritualism and everything together is what he's seen there. And he's, and he's been seen by, you know, like I said, the Obamas, the Bushes, uh, the Reagans. I mean, more contemporary yeah. presidents, but going all the way back to, you know, time of Dolly Madison and Abigail Adams and their scene in the White House as well. I mean, there's a plethora of, of spirits that are there for, for certain reasons. Dolly Madison didn't want the Rose Garden dug up. She's protecting that, you know. And Abigail Adams is seen coming down the stairs with her wash, you know, hanging on the East Room. You can sometimes smell an odor of soap or damp clothes. I mean, it's just so many different uh, entities, I guess you'd call them, that just had an impact. I mean, they're, they're normal lives that are still being replayed, not always because of something bad that happened, but because they're just there doing what they normally did in everyday life. Absolutely. Let's do this. Uh, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with Dale Kazmarek, talk about the White House. We're going to talk about what he has going on. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. Reach your highest level of consciousness and well-being with MetamorphosisConnections.com. MetamorphosisConnections.com is an online directory of the best holistic and metaphysical practitioners to help you make your most informed choices. You can search MetamorphosisConnections.com for classes, events, wellness and life coaches, plus metaphysical products and shops. You can also search for a wide array of healers from all modalities including EFT, sound healing, energy healing, light therapy, ancestral healing, shamanic healing, reflexology, past life regressions, hypnotherapy, yoga, and more. And if you're not sure where to start, the search feature on metamorphosisconnections.com is tailored to help both those who know what they are looking for and those who are just starting. Come explore the possibilities for your higher self by visiting metamorphosisconnections.com. Their experienced practitioners can guide both beginners and those that are already on their spiritual journey. That's metamorphosisconnection.com, your link to direct you on your spiritual transformation. And next week on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, we bring back Ernie and Denise Pack as we celebrate their return and uh, Tina and Charlie's return to Waverly Hills. We're going to be talking about this location and what has happened over the last couple of years to get us to this point. It's going to be a very positive conversation. A lot of good things have happened. Uh, plus, we could talk about uh, one of the best locations around and some of the uh, you know, some, some spirits there that have made a lot of people's lives better. So we're going to talk about that. 
Next week's going to be a fantastic and fascinating conversation. For our final segment, we return to our guest today, President of the Ghost Research Society and Director of Excursions into the Unknown Incorporated, Del Kazmarek, and we are talking about Haunted White House as well as other things. Our last segment, we have a little bit of time left. Dale, I, I don't know if you know this answer to this question, but one of the questions I have, you know, we talk about that there's, you know, there's sightings of Lincoln in the, in the, in the chimney, in the fireplace. When they rebuilt the, the White House in the, uh, in 1948 to 1952, that's how long it took. How, how close was it to the original, uh, you know, the, the, the plans that were there before the renovation, as far as like the floor plans and stuff, were rooms moved around or was it all very faithful? I, I think basically I don't, the rooms weren't weren't moved around to to my understanding. I think the mm-hmm. rooms remained where they were. I just think um, they just wanted you know to completely re- renovate the inside of the building, in which they did. And some of those pictures I uh, was able to find some in between the, um, the the break here, uh, and I think I might have found found maybe the one you're talking about, but I'll have to look at it again. Sure. Um, but I mean, you know, I think basically, again, going back to the idea of, of massive renovation and stuff yep. like that, I think that just stores stirs things up because, again, the spirits like to remember the places they were lived in it, and I think a lot of those things uh, may have happened after, as well, and they continue on to this very day. One of the, you know, one of the questions I, I immediately came to mind when, when you have, uh, you've done so much work in spirit photography and stuff was, as we know, uh, the time of Lincoln's assassination, there was, you know, spiritualism was, was huge, was getting, was really gaining ground. And then around the time after his assassination, folks like uh, Mary Todd Lincoln went to get pictures that would have like spirits behind them or the spirit would be in the picture. And there was that famous one of Mary Todd Lincoln with uh, uh, President Lincoln in spirit form above her with his hands on her shoulders. What do you think of those? Well, a lot of those very early so-called spirit photographs were taken by people like um, Mumler and Bouguay and uh, others, I, I write about that in my book on spirit photography. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those cameras, you have to remember, uh, they were able to manipulate the, the film. Uh, they found out that it, it was, they had a much better market for taking what they call extras, um, spirits in, those, in, in the photographs, than just normal photographs. When people wanted to be photographed, perhaps with their dead loved ones, it was very easy to do that. I mean, you just covered half the photographic plate, and, you, and later on you insert an extra, and it looks just like the, the person's there. So uh, Bouguay, in fact, himself was a French photographer, a very early so-called spirit photographer, and he actually um, was from France, and he was sent to jail for a while for fraud, uh, defrauding the, the public uh, using his cameras and his technologies. And you gotta remember those old cameras, the, the shutters were very, very weren't very quick. Yeah. So you had to stand very, very still and he would uncover it and then cover it back up and pull the plate back out and so forth. If you moved just just so much, it looked like there was this you know kind of a haze or like an extra or like a semi-transparent form behind you. Uh, 
you see so many of these, especially taken during the Civil War. Um, you know, uh, Alexander Gardner and um, I can't think of the other guy's name, but the two main, uh, uh, Brady, I believe was, was his name, and they were the, the main photographers during the Civil War. They were taking, uh, showing the carnage and mm-hmm. the dead bodies laying mm-hmm. on, on the battlefield and, and through Antietam and Gettysburg, which I've been to about a dozen times. Yeah. And those locations, when they're taking photographs of, of soldiers, sometimes you will see them move and you'll see that you kind of like that extra thing on there. So um, those early spirit photographers, you know, when you're sitting in a chair and you're photographing, you're not, you're not moving. So the picture's really good. But like I say, they can literally put something in afterwards. And there was a big market for that. And so that some of those pictures of Lincoln and um, floating heads and what looks like ectoplasm, which yeah. basically a lot of that was cheesecloth, mm-hmm. um, were frauds. Unfortunately, the very early ones were frauds. Of course, much, much later when we got better cameras um, and we kind of got out of that idea of every photograph has to have a ghost or an extra or a floating head. Uh, and, and those people were basically proven to be frauds. It just became better uh, along the way. I just don't understand why they didn't use an iPhone. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I, folks, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're, Adam, we're gonna get we're gonna get notes about that one uh, for sure. Uh, so we have about a minute left, less than a minute left. How can people find your books, Dale? Uh, they can go to my website at uh, ghostresearch.org. That's www.ghostresearch.org. They're, they're on all the books, including 19 books that, that have been published through our publishing company by different authors around their variety of different topics. I have six myself. Um, and then they could also find, if they go to uh, you know, amazon.com, um, they can find those books directly on there. Unfortunately, if you go to amazon.com and order from there, you don't get an autographed copy. So if you want an autographed copy, the best way to do is, auto, is go through my website, and I can personalize it and send it directly out. Are you going to make me go broke, Dale? Because I have a feeling you're going to make me go broke here very soon once I go to your site and see the books and stuff. Well, I have two books on, 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 on Chicago ghosts. I have a book on spirit photography, a book on, on ghost hunting techniques. I have a book on spook lights and ghost lights, and I also have one on haunted highways and bridges. Um, that was my latest book. It was a lot of fun writing it, uh, trying to track down these, these stories, these bridges, these highways, and um, it was a very interesting book. Del Kazmarek is the president of the Ghost Research Society and director of Excursions into the Unknown, Incorporated. And among many things, he has authored six books, as we just talked about, and appeared on many television programs. Uh, Dale, you know, we talked, we, you, you were very gracious with your time to talk about the White House. I hope you'll come back again and we can really delve into your research and your work. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much, Dale, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much. This has been Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken on AM 950. Thank you all for joining me next week. We're going to be focusing with, uh, uh, we're going to be talking uh, Waverly Hills. We're going to be having back on Ernie and Denise Pack. It's going to be a great episode. See you next week. Mm